It's Brian. I'm back. I've come up the stairs. Brian's Bloody hell, mate. It's a long way up them stairs to come up here. I tell you what, it's a long way to come from Wolverhampton, Brian. Bloody hell. Is it? Yeah. London, mentally. Do you like it in London, Brian? It's very different to Wolverhampton, it's I bet. It's big. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, you've come into the science shed, Brian, again. I know. It's a big one. This is 28, like 28 flights of stairs, yeah. mate. Yeah. Do you, do, do you remember what the science shed's about? No, what is it? It's um, it's a podcast that uh, that should happen every two weeks, but hasn't been, uh, with two university academics. My name's Steve Lee, and, and my colleague here is is, is Nick Evans. Boston, mate. Yeah. I like that. I've enjoyed it in the past. Yeah. So can I have a cup of tea and listen in? You can have a cup of tea and listen in. Great, mate. Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Combustion. Why Do We Need, Patrick, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Transplanting. Nick. Oh, Steve. How you doing? I'm all right. We're podcasting again. I know, we're in King's College, London. It's been such a long time. Uh, how long has it been, Steve? Well, we did like a, it's been since we've sat down and had a good natter without anyone else here. Um, and not in, like, public somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's been since July. Good God, I didn't know that. Yeah. How did you calculate that? Well, I just looked at when, all <laughs> <laughs> when, when we did the recordings. Well, you're very dedicated going back through our records in that manner and finding out that interesting <laughs> information. So I suppose uh, No we problem were, at all. It's absolutely fine. I suppose we were at um, the South Bank, weren't we, once? Yeah. Um, and then we just haven't done anything for a while. We've been anywhere exactly. else? No, that's it. Oh, right, okay. Last time was in your, in your... The first time I went to your house. Wow, when we met Gibsy, the surgeon. That's right, yeah. We did a special podcast Yeah, with Nerd Gibsy. Babble. Nerd Babble, that didn't really take off, did We've it? Got, I've got another couple. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Me, and I've got some to book in with you too. Well, you've done solo ones. I've done a, yeah. Yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will miss us both. Yeah, anyway, so... so what um, have you been up to? Well, I just... Um, you got married just since the last time we've <laughs> got podcast, we podcasted. I did. I did get married. You're a married yeah. man, Nick. I know. How does yeah. it feel? Old, does your old, tea, feel does your tea taste nicer? Does the sun look brighter? Uh, does the birds sing louder? I'm pleasantly surprised, let's put it like that. Yeah? We've been... We've been uh, Maria and I have been together 11 years. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. So it's not made a huge amount of difference. Right. But it's, it's nice. Just a little bit I different. I recommend it to anyone, and the wedding was... Fantastic. It was brilliant. As you know, Steve. I was there. It was great. I had to run off though, unfortunately. I know you didn't capitalise on all the free booze. No, I, I did. Well, I did. As, uh, I did while the bar was still free. How many did you manage to? Well, it was free all night. How was many, it? How, how <laughs> many? How many did you manage to? I was get just down? necking them just because I knew you were paying the bill. That's <laughs> 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 totally fair enough. <laughs> to be honest with you, it's probably mainly our various relatives who were paying the bill. To be honest. Oh right. Okay. Damn it. Well, well, well then I'm, I might. Send. Oh no, we did. We did. I think there was a you know there was a proportion of each pint you were drinking which was funded directly okay. by me. Well, I, I'll probably order a pint, drink that bit, and then I go and order another pint. <laughs> <laughs> just drink a fifth of each pint. That's not very nice Steve yeah I know anyway it was a pleasant um, it was a wonderful experience it yeah. was like yeah yeah it was really nice uh, I, I didn't really know what to expect I'm trying to think of some science related facts <laughs> to throw in there about <laughs> the weddings but I don't have any <laughs> but anyway um, yeah it's uh, it's taken it was a lot of planning so it's taken a lot out of my kind of um, but spare time for but doing we've podcasts. Got, we've got all that out of the way now. All it's that, all, all those, behind those me. trivialities out of the way. Just so got to worry about the divorce the now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's <laughs> something to look forward to. Should we get on with it? Yeah. You know my, wi my wife. My wife. 
She's Swedish. She is. She's Swedish. So we had some Swedish people come over for the wedding. Yeah, I met a couple of them. Yeah, did you? Yeah. They're really nice people. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to speak um, to or as many as I'd like to. No, well, I, I barely spoke to anyone for longer than a few seconds. That's well, the you worst can't really thing. No, I you. know. It was, was it a bit weird having everyone you know in one place? It was really nice. Yeah. I wish I could do it again. Yeah. I might. I, I can't wait till I'm 50 now because I might have another party. All right. Do well, the yeah. same thing. That sounds fun. Actually, I can wait till I'm 50. <laughs> that was kind of, I was kind of being ironic. Did you get a little bit sick when you said that? A little bit. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, a lot of the Swedes came over. Yeah, Swedes. and I love Maria's Swedish friends. Yeah. They're some of the, they're really lovely people. They're goodies. I hope they're listening to this because yeah. they're really. And they came. A couple of them um, stayed on a bit longer and yeah. had a look around. And in England. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they went to the New Forest, and obviously me, me and Maria after the wedding were a bit busy on the Sunday. Yeah, because all Maria's relatives were still there. But on the Monday they were still there, and they said, "Oh, do you want to meet up?" Yeah. So we went and met them in the New Forest. They wanted to see the New Forest. Right. Okay, they'd heard about the New Forest. Yeah. So I thought, well, I know the New Forest, and I know a few walks. Take them on a walk, right? Yeah. So with the four of us, me, Maria, Anna and Andreas, they're called, we went for a walk in the woods. Yeah. And of course, like most of my walks, um, it get, goes a little bit off-piste. Yeah. It gets a bit, um, you know, the path. one of the paths was closed. That's my excuse. Yeah. So we went into the deepest woods, off off any the of dark, the paths on path. the map, forestry tracks. Right. Yeah, nothing. Just went off piece. Really, really muddy. Right. Mud like you wouldn't believe. Right. <laughs> but they're used to it. They're Swedish. Yeah. They've probably Plus, got amazing, like, they're probably well prepared with the appropriate clothing. They were wearing, like, they looked, and I told them that at the time, so <laughs> but they looked like they were in Tatler. <laughs> <laughs> they, wax amazing. jackets and hats and, right. and wellies and things like that. So they were. But just not as posh. They're sort of Swedish posh, I think. Okay. They're not, no, they're not posh at all. They're totally. Um, Totally normal and down to down to earth, like us. But they they would they just dress very well. Right. Whereas I dress like I've I'm a tramp. <laughs> I've been true. rifling I, through I, a, I can a, a, a food bank. Sorry, not food bank, a clothes <laughs> bank. Anyway, so we're walking through the woods. Anyway, as we're walking through the woods, um, Andreas is like, oh, some sound of excitement. He's found a load of chanterelles. Oh wow! A big bumper crop of chanterelles. Fancy mushrooms. amongst some bra- bracken. So he picks them, puts them in his hat. They're Swedish, right? Yeah. So they love mushrooms. Swedes are mad about mushroom picking. Well, they get a lot of mushrooms, right? Well, first of all, there's only about nine million of them. Sweden's mm-hmm. about two and a half times the size of Great Britain. Right. So there's more space for mushrooms to grow. For it, and most of it's forest. Yeah. Uncultivated land. So mushroom picking is kind of like you know you're sorted there for mushroom picking. Yeah. We carry on walking again. Andreas is going off piece now because he's got the mushroom. You know, in rush. So, so, sorry to, to interrupt, but you, you know, in um, France, uh, pharmacists have to um, know about mushrooms. Really? So if you go into a chemist in in France with a load of mushrooms you pick, they have they can tell you whether you can eat them or not. It's like wow. part of their training. You know what? This and is it's free. It has to be. It's, it's paid for by the government. The story that I've imba- embarked on is quite a long story, so okay. it may loop back to that at some point. Okay. In the future. Anyway, let's go back to Andreas now. So picture us again. We're tramping through the New Forest. Yeah. There's loads of mud. Andreas has wandered off into the woods separate from the path, and he's looking right. for mushrooms. Comes across another bumper crop. More. more Different mushrooms. type of mushroom this time. He picks right. them. He says, these are edible. These are nice in Sweden. Fills his hat with them, brings them back to the path. Have a look at them. I don't know what they are. They know the Swedish name for them. Yeah. I don't know what they are. Yeah. Anyway, so you we feel a little bit intimidated, Nick. You're like this person. This he's an outdoorsman. He's out. He's he's and he's like outdone you. 
Does he I know? didn't actually. No? I was totally. I mean, I mean, I was really interested. I don't know anything about mushrooms. I wanted right. to learn a bit more about mushroom. And okay, so, so because you didn't know anything, if you knew a little bit about mushrooms, yeah, I didn't know anything in. about mushrooms. Yeah, okay. Anyway, and I'm a bit frightened of them. Yeah, me too. And I'll tell you more about that in a second. But anyway, so we get back. We walk out of the woods. We we walk past the sign saying, "Please do not pick the mushrooms." <laughs> but we. <laughs> Well, we, had, we hadn't seen. We that knocked down the, the sign to make a rudimentary <laughs> basket to carry all our mushrooms with. So we hadn't seen that on the way. Yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> we we didn't notice. It. So was we thought this, well, was we this just someone's mushroom farm that you walked so into? I think the New Forest p- commercial people go in there and they just oh, they rub them. in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're trying to stamp down on it. But basically, um, we thought well, we'd, we we're not going to get rid of them now. Yeah, of course they're picked so now. We kept them anyway. We got them back. We had a meal. Well, we had a few beers with Anna and Andres, and then me and Maria went home, got the mushrooms. Yeah. Anyway, shortly after that, we go away to Devon. Yeah. On a mini honeymoon. Yeah. Okay, and we're in mini moon, a mini moon, lovely cottage, long yeah. fire. I think, oh, let's have the mushrooms. Oh, that's a good idea. We'll yeah. fry them. We've got mushrooms, Maria. Can I get the mushrooms? Yeah, fry them up. Bit of toast. Lovely butter. Yeah. Butter. Fry Bit of salt. butter. Well, first of all, I, I'm in ultra paranoia mood. Right? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me because I'm like. It's for very good reason, Steve, actually, because there's a guy called Nicholas Evans. Have you heard of Nicholas Evans? Steve? I have. He's sitting across from me. <laughs> there's another Nicholas Evans. Really? He's an author. Right. He wrote a book called The Horse Whisperer. Right, okay. Have you heard of The Horse Whisperer? I've heard of the book, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a terrible book and film. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like horses. I don't know why he'd want to whisper to them either. But anyway, he is famous because in a few years ago, he went mushroom picking ate a load of mushrooms in Scotland with his family, had Died. kidney failure as a result. Shit. Ultimately had to have a kidney transplant from his daughter. Wow. Because he lost both his kidneys. So Jeez. I think, yeah, and he was out picking mushrooms Doesn't and he misidentified them. Hence my quite valid reservations about think, frying the mushrooms. Do you think having a name Nicholas Evans makes you more or less likely to be to die from the mushrooms given the fact that someone called Nicholas Evans already died from mushroom picking? I don't give a crap, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. It just re- because of his name, it stuck in my yeah, you brain. Don't, you don't you don't get those things from uh, eating the wrong type of chocolate bar, do you? No, like, no one ever has to have. There's a risk, right? No matter how much you look at this thing, <laughs> Nick's leaning forward now. No matter how much you look at this mushroom, <laughs> yeah. you think that is definitely that one. As soon so as, as soon as it goes, I've got a book, Steve. Look, I've got a book here. <laughs> it's got a book called Wild. It's Life. called Wild Life. It's a book. You trust it, right? Do you yeah. trust books? <laughs> do you trust books? Steve? Depends on who writes. Do you trust? Generally, books? yes, I do, Nick. Yeah. Okay, so in the book, chanterelles, I looked at them. And Anna and Andreas had assured me they're chanterelles. The other one I found out is called the wood hedgehog. I, do, I can just imagine you sat there with Maria. And she must have been, no, it'll be fine. And Nick's be like, oh, I feel really funny about this. I'm not happy about this, Maria. I, wasn't. I don't like it. Well, Maria like, wasn't can we just go to the shop and Maria buy some was, more mushrooms? Maria was bloody jumpy about it as well. But it's mainly because I'm such a yeah. over-anxious <laughs> person that it rubs <laughs> off on her. Anyway, it's called the wood hedgehog. It's right. the... It's the only mushroom with a particular distinct feature, making it totally unmistakable. Right. All right. So it's got the wood hedgehog. So there's a picture of it. It's got these dangly little spikes. It looks a little bit like a kind of um, a trumpet mushroom that you get in those fancy mushroom selection packs in the supermarket. Yeah. And this is edible. And it's got little, on the bottom of it, instead of gills, it's got these dangly little spikes that hang down. And it, it feels nice on your fingers. Right. It's a smooth kind of like felty feeling. Right. Anyway, they're they're edible. Yeah, so it's edible in the book. Yeah, and you know what? So we thought, well, fuck it. We'll have a go. Fr- fried them up. Steve. Delicious. The, the taste, it was so amazing. 
I was literally. We also had some champagne from the wedding. So right. We had champagne and these fried mushrooms, wild mushrooms. Happy days. Did you feel like oh, one of life's we winners? A, we, you know, the fire was going. Oh, we were just about to how romantic some of our wedding presents and look through the cards and things. So it was just a lovely occasion yeah. meeting these wild mushrooms. Anyway, I had a bit of a cold at the time. Element of doubt in my brain <laughs> the whole time. The next two days, you know, one of the first signs of acute poisoning from mushrooms is like a bit of a temperature fever and a cold-like <laughs> symptoms <laughs> so neither so of hypochondria sets in yeah yeah but what happened was i just started going through this book trying to find mushrooms that look similar Tell to the what, mushrooms are fantastic right have you do you know could you name kn- some mushrooms uh, no they've got some of the best names of any living thing right all right and often the names correspond quite well it poetic there's a death cap i know about the death cap exactly yeah. anymore um, I know the ones you can eat, so like Anuki mushrooms and uh, trumpet mushrooms, and then there's um, the, what's the one that looks like a... Um, You're saying trumpet mushrooms, white mushrooms? No, no, no. Brown mushrooms? There's one... <laughs> oh, sh- uh, seps. Seps, yeah. They're very delicious. Good. Very good. Um, don't know, and then there's the one, that, is it Garrick's mushroom or something? The one that was the, the red toadstool? Not with come the across white. that one. Oh, that's Flyer Garrick. Flyer Garrick. Poisonous, that one. Yeah. Hallucinogenic, actually. Yeah, right. Vikings used to eat it before they went going berserk in so villages. Nick's now, Nick's now an absolute expert in mushrooms. Man, got the names book. are amazing. Right, I love the hit, names. Hit me with some names. So, so Penny Bun. Penny Bun. I've seen that. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a big white one. A Penny Bun is a porcini. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you've got Horn of Plenty. Yeah, and yeah, I've heard of that one. Dryad Saddle. <laughs> Dryad Saddle. Chicken of the Woods. They're friendly names, aren't they? They're like <laughs> culinary names. You can imagine. Come in, enjoy. Would you like some chicken, chicken of the woods, and dryad saddle? You'd be like, yes, please. Yeah. Some of them you're not too sure about. So you've yeah. got ones like slippery jack. <laughs> slippery jack. Yellow brain. Yeah. Clouded funnel. Right. Okay. Because it's a bit like you'd, you'd they're, think, but they're well, intriguing. Not though. sure. Intriguing. Some of them you, you want to know more. Some of them you just would unmistakable. Don't touch. Yeah. Funeral bell. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like this one. The sickener. <laughs> Destroying angel. Oh God. Death yeah. cap. Deadly web cap. So they've all got these sort of poetic names. Anyway, I was looking through the book and I found one in the book. Yeah. And I thought I was looking through it. I've got this book in front of me now. What's it called? It's the um DK Wildlife of Britain, RSPB. So it's got loads of different um nature things in it. But I found one mushroom in particular that I thought looks pretty nice. I'm gonna flick th- through to find it out. It's called the Yellow Knight. Yellow night. Okay, yeah. sounds quite innocuous. Yellow light sounds quite innocuous. Yeah. It says in my book, edibility. Edible and tasty. Right. Delicious. Yeah. So I said, well, if I see, see any of that, there you go. Yellow night, Let's edible and tasty. Okay, just looks uh, doesn't look pretty unremarkable. Just looks like a kind of like like a normal, as one would envisage a mushroom. Slightly brown. Yellowish. Yeah. It's supposed to be saddle shaped. Yeah, I can Why they call it that. a night. Yeah. Because it looks a bit like something a knight on riding a horse might sit on, apparently. Why don't they just call it a saddle mushroom, then? Anyway, it's not bloody edible and tasty, Steve. It's deadly poison. <laughs> says in my book, edible and tasty. So until so how, how did you find out the 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 because uh, I was because I was googling it and I was looking on the internet and finding out a bit more information. It's a really good website actually. If anyone wants to look at it, it's called First Nature. www.first-nature.com. Sounds new age, but it's a really interesting website with loads of useful information. This this book, incidentally, my RSPB book was published in 2009. However, in 2001, in the New England Journal of Medicine, was published an article 
about the deadly toxicity of this very <laughs> mushroom. <laughs> this mushroom, the one if, in your if book. I'd gone out and trusted this book, Edible wow. and Tasty, you know, there would have been one less, and there'd been another less uh, uh, Nick Evans. Anyway, what happened was, so I came across this paper, Steve. In New, in New England Journal of Medicine, that's like the top medical journal in the world. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, in France, and it's in like Europe... Getting, like a, it's like getting a, a Grammy. It getting, is, yeah. Get, yeah that if you've got a New England Journal of Medicine, your career's made, basically. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, yeah, basically, there'd been several case reports through the 90s of people turning up with a disease or a condition called rhabdomyelitis. Right. What's okay. that? Good question. So, um, rhabdomyelitis is basically muscle breakdown. Okay. So, your muscles become damaged. Yeah. A lot of the stuff that's in muscles goes out into the bloodstream. Yeah. And all of the proteins and stuff in those, it kills your kidneys. So, you can get kidney failure. So, you get muscle weakness, particularly the diaphragm, because that's a big muscle. So, you have difficulty breathing, do you? Difficulty breathing. It's a nasty condition. It's quite rare. Right. Anyway, these conditions... So this is if you're eating your particular mushroom that's supposed well, to be delicious These are all case reports. There's like 12 case reports, and they didn't really know what was causing them. But what they found was, it, it must have been, and I'm not sure how the um, clinician became aware of it, but obviously they had suspected it. They interviewed the patients. Couldn't find any common factors, like taking drugs or anything like that. But they had all eaten mushrooms in quite high quantities within the previous, like, three to, f- to four days or something. Right. So that was common. So they thought, well, hang on, what mushrooms have they been, e- been they really eating? They really did a Peter Fork on them, basically. Been eating this bloody yellow night thing that right. my book says. Edible and tasty. Remember edible that? Edible and tasty. Anyway, they'd all Come been... Come try Nick's mushrooms. Edible and tasty. Yeah, so most of them had these sort of muscle breakdown weakness and kidney dart urine. Yeah. Muscle weakness, things like that, indicating muscle problem and also kidney problems. Nine of them survived, three of them died. The people that died, they had hypothermia, acute myocarditis, so that's because your heart muscle gets damaged. Yeah. Cardiovascular collapse, um, acid, um, um, acidosis of the blood, so your blood becomes acidic, really horrible. Um, blood urea, um, serum creatinine, um, hypocalcinemia, all horrible things. Sounds happen. awful. They all dropped dead. They all died. Despite intensive resuscitation attempts, they all died. Yellow night, edible and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yum, yum. Anyway, so what they did so, then so is they... Gr- was they, they confirmed it's yellow night. So, what, the they did, the so what they did is they knew what they'd eaten. Right. They got a trained mycologist yeah. to go and collect some of this mushroom, yellow night, from the woods in, in Germany and France. They ground them up effectively. Yeah. They got a control mushroom called the oyster mushroom, yeah. which is an edible mushroom. And they just injected what they'd extracted from them into rats. Right. Rats who got this mushroom all got um, myelitis and died. Wow. Mice with the control one didn't. So basically, this mushroom is highly toxic. They but, still don't really know but, what caused it. But to it. be fair, like, if something is that toxic, like, <laughs> I mean, someone's got to eat it for you to know it's not taste it, it, that it's poisonous. And maybe this is just that the first time someone's had a bit of that bother to eat that in large quantities people have been eating that mushroom for decades if not centuries and it's thought that in very small quantities as yeah. a flavoring it's not toxic but if you eat too much of it 
it's mm. very very toxic so i know that i mean there are for instance there are examples of things like um drugs that there's the difference between the kind of therapeutic concentration you have to have and the point at which it becomes dangerous are very narrow so fa- uh, paracetamol is a very good example of that um and maybe there's is that uh, presumably there's that kind of mechanism of action might be true for some of the toxins involved in mushrooms i.e sometimes you can eat quite a lot of it and it won't become toxic to yeah, you yeah. And sometimes it's it, it's smaller Anyway, there's some controversy about what actually is toxic in the mushrooms. I still don't know. There was a, a study published in another paper in 2014. Yeah. Some Chinese scientists, they find some things called triterpenoids. Yeah. And saponocyalides. I, I know. know. And it, yeah. It's sort of I'll show you the formula. Uh, These are the saponocyalides. So I'm showing Steve some of the equations. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> right. So saponaceous means soapy. So I'm assuming yeah. that they're, they're sort of... Yeah. So yeah, and we're looking at the, some uh, chemical structures here. Some, you know, looks like a biologically active compound. You see lots of what's called stereocenters, which are these kind of areas that I'm showing. Nick, we'll, we'll, we'll post this so you can see it. So it's an interesting molecule. Yeah, but it, there's controversy now because there was a paper published. There's a similar mushroom they found these in. They yeah. couldn't identify it in the actual species of the mushroom. Yeah. But in a, even a mushroom of the same genus, yeah. so very closely related fungus, they found these molecules which were toxic when administered to rats. They still don't know what's going on yeah. with the other mushrooms. So maybe you should just eat some steak. Chicken Instead. of the woods, mate. <laughs> chicken All of the woods. All about the chicken of the woods. Yeah, Tastes a amazing. bit like chicken. Does it really? <laughs> chicken of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when when we were postdocs in the US? There was a there was a specific brand of uh, tin tuna called Chicken of the Sea. Remember oh that? yeah, Jim! <laughs> oh my lord, I forgot all about that. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, but I don't Chicken of the Woods. Sea. I want to eat tuna. Chicken. Well, how about Chicken of the Woods? I don't. I've never had it. It's. I think that one grows on trees. Chicken of the Woods, if I remember. It's like one of those ones that eat bracket fungus. All oh, right. So basically, we can't believe anything we read in a book. Is what you're telling me. Just my name's Nick Evans. I have very, very valid reservations about tucking into a plate of mushrooms that have been foraged, even if someone tells me that they're okay. Mm, Delicious and tasty. Listeners, you may think that we've stopped talking about mushrooms. You are, in fact, incorrect. Nick's new favourite topic. Uh, more so than I think he's spoken more about mushrooms than he has about his new wife. Uh, he's spoken more about <laughs> his love of Wolverhampton <laughs> this evening. <laughs> it's been exclusively dominated by Nick's love of mushrooms. And there's more to come, isn't there, Nick? Oh, my goodness, Steve. What have mushrooms and being an alcoholic got in common? Mushrooms and being an alcoholic got in common. Um, well, uh, do they damage your liver? Well, it's that's something to do with it, but it's not quite the same. No. Um, what does um, eating mushrooms, excessive amounts of mushrooms, or just one specific kind no, of just mushroom? A small amount of one type of mushroom. Um, does I don't know. What what have they got to do? Have you heard of shaggy ink caps? <laughs> Delivered with a deadpan. Have face. you heard of shaggy ink? I've caps? never heard of the. Uh, uh, is it a particular Dude, type you, of you mushroom? Had it, you you did not have 
the benefits of a full primary school education. Shaggy Didn't and you cats. do like a project on mushrooms when you were about 10? No. Everyone looks at mushrooms and like leaves and flowers and things. Yeah, probably did that. Maybe, do I've, maybe, I've, maybe I've blocked it out. Maybe Shaggy and cats, they used to grow in the grass where I lived, growing up in Wolverhampton. <laughs> You'd see them in people's front gardens. Tall white fungus. Over time, gradually, they sort of melt away in a black mush. Never, slowly never heard of them. You've never seen them? because no. you're from London. You never saw a cow till you were 16, <laughs> did you? Luxury. <laughs> it's the dream of seeing cow. <laughs> right, anyway, shaggy tell, me about, tell me about shaggy ink caps. Shaggy ink caps, is, they're interesting. I'm, not, I'm actually going to talk about shaggy ink caps. There's a closely related species called the common ink cap. Right. Very similar to shaggy ink caps. Yeah. Let's consult my book again. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I don't think you should ever. I don't think you should ever keep this book. Ever I'm, I'm again, keeping it in ex- as an example of, of why what? you should never trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the spirit. Nick. Here we go. Common. So shaggy ink cap, common and widespread, edible and tasty when young. Common ink cap, common and widespread. All right. So I'm having a look at the shaggy's the, the bottom the left and common's the top right. See that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Common ink cap. It says potentially poisonous, edible with extreme caution. Right. What's that mean? <laughs> edible with extreme caution? <laughs> Do you have to take it by surprise? You have to suddenly get a bite of it? What, what does that mean? It does suggest that, yeah, that there's been, uh, <laughs> well... I, I wasn't content with that, Steve. I had to investigate further. Nick went straight back to the mushroom, mushroom I went, literature. I went back to First Nature and I found all about the, the ink caps. Right. So you can eat them and they're fine. You can't eat them... With booze? With booze. Amazing. Because they're highly toxic. How, okay, all right, explain that. <laughs> They've got a toxin in them. Yeah. Okay, which I've got. I can't remember what it here. It's got a com- it's, co- it's called coprene. So, it's so that's a, interesting it's, as well. It's a combination of the two things. Yeah. So it's like Batman. You know? Exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, in the cosmetics yeah, in exactly. Batman. Yeah, yeah. The combination of the two became toxic. So it's got a, it's got a compound in it called coprene. Yeah. And that comes from the Latin genus name. It co- so it means poo, basically, because it's thought the mushrooms. The um, uh, you know what? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't. Maybe we can have a look at that later yeah. on. Anyway, this molecule called coprene, it binds to um, an enzyme called acetaldehyde dehydrogenase. I'm very aware of that one. Exactly. So alcohol's broken down in two steps. First of all, to um, an aldehyde. That's right. And then to acetate. That's correct. The aldehyde is m- what makes you feel nasty a lot of the time from a hangover. Yep. If it builds up, it makes you feel absolutely dreadful and absolutely. it's toxic. So you don't want aldehyde in your, your bloodstream, acetaldehyde. Yeah. So um, this is what happens. This coprene binds to the enzyme, which catalyzes the second step in the metabolism of alcohol. So, so what happens, you if you drink, you get loads of um, acetaldehyde building up in your bloodstream. Yeah. Very poisonous. What's that got to do with alcoholics then? What's that? Well, presumably alcoholics will upregulate that enzyme if you drink a lot because you'll be converting a lot of it. Have so you heard of disulfram? Disulfram, no. Ant abuse. Ant abuse? Have you heard of ant no. abuse? So there's a drug called ant abuse, yeah. which is given to alcoholics, which stops them drinking. Because basically when they have a drink, it makes them feel, feel terrible. terrible. It's the mushroom. Wor- no, it works in exactly the same place as the mushroom, but that molecule was discovered totally by accident as well completely Amazing. unrelated to mushrooms and where's that so where's that from is it, stru- so is it structurally similar or is it just the i think they the are action? yeah there's an interesting story here and i ha- we have to go back to walter do you remember walter gratzer of course the bedside so nature walter, we're, uh, we're, we're walter, here at guys we're here at guys hospital and walter gratzer is an emeritus professor at kcl still hope he's still alive he is we looked him up yeah, but that was like a couple of years ago, wasn't it? It was one year ago, yeah. Okay, one year ago. Maybe he's dead. Yeah, maybe he is. I hope he's not. I hope he's not. 
Anyway, he wrote about the discovery of disulfiram is quite interesting as well. He's written about it in his book, which I dug out. And basically, um, there was a Danish chemist and his friend, a guy called Jens and uh, Eric. Yeah. Hello, Jens. Hello, Eric. <laughs> they both sound very Danish. And they were working in the s- sort of just after the Second World War. And basically, they were working on um, um, parasites. So they were trying to find ointments to treat scabies. Uh-huh. All right. So they were experimenting with different types of compound. One of them was called disulfiram. All right. So while they were testing it, they wanted to test the toxicity. And back in those days, these people used to take it. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's have a bit. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, you don't have too much. How yeah. you feeling? Oh, a bit dodgy, mate. Eric, dodgy, you're right, Eric. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm very fine. How are you, Jens? <laughs> you're very good. Why is Jens from Delhi? They're, Dan- they're Danish, mate. <laughs> Jeez, I know my Scandinavian. <laughs> anyway, so um, one day Jakobsen, so that's Eric, decided yeah. to treat himself to a beer with his lunch. Oh, I love, I love these, had days, it in these the li- gentleman scientists <laughs> just it, doing the proper... He had, it, he had it in the library at the university with his mates. So people, scientists have beer in the library. Can you imagine that? They're so, they're so refined, aren't they, the Scandies? That but they can do that and not get... <laughs> not just If we did that, we'd be like we'd be like singing and burping within like two hours, wouldn't we? But the <laughs> we, don't, we don't know where to stop, Steve. But the Scandies can just look, can do this scientific experiment with a pint at yeah. lunch in the library. But it's actually a thing in Scandinavia. You have a storstock ul. It means a, a, a short, a, a small, strong ale. And you have that with your lunch. And awfully it's, often you get it with a Dagen's Retto. It's like a meal of the day, Dagen's Retto. And you right. have a, st- a store stark oil. All right. Yeah, and it's, it's just p- what people do. Get, get anyway, he had, his, at lunch. he had his store stark oil. And then he, he, he went back. He said, by the end of the lunch, Yak- Eric, he felt queasy groggy and his head throbbed. <laughs> he thought, well, could probably so not food poisoning did he, did because his wife and daughters had the same thing. Don't know why they were in the university library. Strange, isn't it? Anyway, so later on, he goes to a he goes to a party, yeah, with the managing director of the company he works for. They have a convivial aquavit, right? More booze, vodka, yeah, and go to the laboratory. And when he went back, to the alarm of his colleague, he's very red in the face, and his head throbbed, and he felt like he was going to be sick. This is him quoting now, I think. <coughs> Though this is um, that Friday, a fellow pharmacologist gave an informal luncheon talk. Jakobson sipped a beer and ate the meatball sandwich his wife had made. Shortly after he'd had another attack and went home early. He weaved his bicycle through Copenhagen's narrow streets. Could it be the meatballs? He asked his daughters. They were fine. Anyway, a bit later on, he encountered his mate Jens, Eric, right. mate, in the corridor, and they discussed... And Jens, the, Jens had the mushrooms too. Ha, yeah, and Jens confessed he'd had exactly the same experience. So they thought, well, it must have been them pills. So they tried it out. They had a bit of booze. Yeah. And they took the pills. Both felt absolutely terrible. Right. So they discovered this sort of thing that made you sick. Anyway, later on... But it wasn't actually... They weren't actually... Um, there was no kind of long-lasting effects. It just made no, you feel... No, no, it just made, made, made you feel, feel sick for a period of time. Anyway, later on, he, go, he goes and gives his talk in the lecture, and there's a journalist in the audience, gets reported in the Copenhagen newspaper, yeah. and a psychiatrist who treats people with alcohol addiction saw it, and hey, presto, new Amazing. for alcohol addiction and abuse. Wow, that's amazing. But you could just as well eat the common ink cap. You could just... You could just think, alcoholics, you know what? Go and have a few common ink caps. Do exactly the same thing as disulfiram. Well, there you go. It's probably cheaper to make disulfiram than it is to grind up mushrooms, eh? I know. If I was an alcoholic, though, right, and someone gave me pills... I just wouldn't take them. You just wouldn't bloody take them. Exactly. Why would you take pills that you knew was going to make you sick next time you went on a binge? Maybe if you wanted to stop being alcoholic. 
If you're loving it, then happy days. Yeah. Anyway, that's where my mushroom odyssey comes to an end, Steve. <laughs> that was a fu- <laughs> out, to honest. I'm glad Tell us about your ELC, it. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Isaac, Transplanting? Nick, that was the end of a podcast. Like that one? I always enjoy our podcast, Steve. I feel like we need to get back in the swing of it a little bit. You know, we've had had a break. Now we need to get back onto it. Well, Christmas is approaching and I think we should do a little Christmas podcast. I think that's a great idea. We should do that. We should do what we we did last time. We missed the... um, uh, the, the Nobel special this year because you were busy getting married, but we yeah, still so got well. Christmas. I think we should do a Christmas one. So I, I'm not bothered about doing this video camera, but you can set it up if you like, Steve. Yeah, be quite nice. Um, but we could do we could do some present opening again. Yeah, I like that. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, that was quite good. Science related present opening. Yeah, and we also should we should do another. We should get more regular, shouldn't we? We should get. We've more let regular. it slide a little bit. Only one because of life events. Yeah, but we're back on it now. Back on it. We're back on it now. So. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone would like to see us uh, talk about anything specifically or, or whatever, they can get involved with the podcast. How would they do that, Nick? They could tweet us and they could tweet me by tweeting at the Evans Lab. And I'm at Steve the Chemist. They can check us out in all forms of social media. We have a Facebook account, we The do. Science Shed, all one word. Uh, they can email us if they want, if they want to go old school. We're in the science shed at gmail.com. Yeah, and generally, you know, um, get in contact with us in any way that you see fit. We'd yep. be very happy We've, to chat to you. We're, we're getting a growing um, following now. I get reasonably regular tweets from people engaging with us. There's an bit. upward trend. Yeah. Yeah, we have a few shedlings. Have a few shedlings. Who we, we love. We love each and every you one know, of them. You know, I love the shedlings so much. <laughs> like, yeah. We should do, like, when we have our anniversary next year, we'll mm. definitely do a little um, public meeting for Event. a point at which maybe no one will come, apart from a strange person <laughs> who should be sectioned. <laughs> And we'll give we'll give Shedlings a hug, won't we, Steve? Every, look, free hug from from Nick. Nick They'll Evans. get one from me. Steve doesn't like touching people. No, well, I hate it. people. <laughs> get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs>